Hello, welcome to the Kaleidoscope, your portal to possibilities and soul-satisfying solutions. Get ready to embark on an inspired journey in a quest for a whole new perspective. I'm your host, Ashley Bernard, introducing people to the beautiful gems that they are. Every story, voice, and person are all a part of a masterpiece. In all our brokenness and colors, we are truly meant to reflect each other. So I'll be mixing and merging your creative thinking and intuition as we peek into ideas, philosophies, and mysteries that expose the perfect truth about you. So let's open our minds. It's time for the Kaleidoscope. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining me this morning. If you are here looking for something to feed your soul, you, my friend, are in the right place. Today in this episode, I want to talk about some subconscious facts that can help us understand the operation of our subconscious mind so that we can truly begin to grasp just how the engineering of our own mind operates so that we can begin to manifest the lives that we desire. And we can begin to use these facts within our own lives and experience to begin to change our realities. So the first one I wanna talk about is what gets solidified in our mind as a fact is what controls our automatic behaviors. So what that means is the things that we believe really believe about ourselves is what controls our behavior. We operate from a point um, based upon those beliefs. And this really corresponds with the law of attraction as well. And so with that being said, one of the other facts is that whenever we have solidified facts in our mind, they remove from our reality and our experience everything that's not relevant. So like when you think about the fact that we tend to like people that think like us, you know, we usually will be friends with people who have similar beliefs as us. So while this makes complete sense, it also means that we subconsciously begin to ignore or dismiss anything that threatens our worldviews since we surround ourselves with people and information that confirm the things that we already think. And some people call this a confirmation bias. You know, if you've ever heard of the frequency illusion, this is very similar. See, the frequency illusion occurs when you buy a new car and suddenly you see the same car everywhere. Well, not everyone just got the car that you bought, but it now is a part of your awareness. So therefore you see it everywhere and it becomes more a part of your experience. And what's crazy about this is that we don't just do this with information that's taking in, but we also approach our memories this way as well. And this can be reflected in in this experiment that was done in 1979 at the University of Minnesota. And the situation was they had a group of people that were given a story about a woman named Jane. In parts of the story, there were parts where she was introverted, and then there were other parts where she was extroverted. So the next week, they brought the entire group back and split them into two groups. One group, they said, do you think that Jane would be good as a librarian? That group remembered her introverted behaviors and said yes. And when later asked if she would be good as a real estate agent, their memory did not reflect anything that would give her any relevance to that job, like her extroverted behavior. So therefore, they said no. 
and the other group was asked first if she would be a good real estate agent and their memories reflected her extroverted behavior and said yes and when later asked if she would be a good librarian their memories did not reflect the introverted behavior so therefore they said no which is so interesting when you really think about the implications of this so another fact is that our brain knows our imagination as its reality and this here really bridges that long-standing gap between clinical practice and cognitive neuroscience and that's because neuroscience studies now are showing that imagining a threat can actually alter the way that it's represented in our brains so like for example when it comes to stress your brain doesn't distinguish between whether you're facing a stressful situation in the moment or if you're imagining it happening your brain produces the same stress hormone like adrenaline and cortisol when you feel stressed and in a stressful situation but it also produces that whenever you imagine a stressful situation and also when it comes to being kind when you're kind to a person or an animal and you feel a sense of warmth or connection your brain and heart produce oxytocin and oxytocin acts on your brain circuits and on your arteries and on your immune system but if you close your eyes and vividly imagine the same kindness, your brain will start to produce oxytocin. It's down to how you feel. And you can feel the same warmth and connection whether you're being kind in reality or you're simply imagining it. Now your brain does this with thoughts of eating, of movement, and inside of our body networks like our cellular functions and our immune system there's been research that shows that if we imagine increasing the numbers of a particular immune cell or antibodies we can actually increase those numbers it has even been practice in patients undergoing chemotherapy for cancer where one group of patients in addition to receiving their treatments as normal also visualize their immune system destroying their cancer cells these studies showed that the patients visualizing their immune systems working have had a higher number of the t cells and more active killer cells than those not visualizing it is that not incredible i mean it really stands to show that the human body has truly been designed to heal itself and on a grander scale than any of us have been permitted to believe. But this is just a representation of how powerful our subconscious mind really is. And given the fact that our brain has 90 billion nerve cells that are held together by trillions of connection points. And we've all heard the saying that we only use 5% of our brain at a time. And when you really think about that, you know, our conscious mind is using 5% at a time, but our subconscious mind is what is utilizing the remaining 95% of our mind, which is incredible. You know, the subconscious mind is really a powerful secondary system that runs everything in our life. Okay, so another fact about the subconscious mind is that it carries out our habits. You know, we function on autopilot about 95% of our day. So, when we think about the actions that we carry out during this time period, they're based on the habits that we've already created. When we're running on autopilot, our subconscious has truly taken over. You know, these habits range from like driving directions to biting our fingernails. So if you drive to work or school and you don't remember your trip, your subconscious mind got you there based on your daily habits. 
because our subconscious mind truly loves repetition. So when something is repeated over and over and over, it then becomes a part of our autopilot functionality. So another fact about the subconscious mind is that if we can practice discipline to act rapidly on an idea that we're curious about or a intuitive nudge, then we are literally training our mind to have the ability to trust ourselves and to act in spite of doubt, which is a very powerful technique. And along with this, it's so imperative that, you know, we fully grasp that what we think and we feel and we do are all consciousness energy in some form, whether it's subconscious, it's super conscious, or it's conscious, but that all of these forms of consciousness energy are truly forms for which the entire fabric of our experience and life is made of. This really is the driving force behind all that happens to us and everything that we do about it. For it is that what we clearly perceive that creates the conditions in which we live under. And that brings us right back to the same idea of consciousness and awareness. You know, the primary comprehensive nature of consciousness is awareness. It is not possible to even have consciousness without possessing awareness. All that you see, all that you touch, hear, feel, know is conscious awareness made visible. There's nothing in the universe that is not consciousness made visible. And conscious awareness is an infinite and eternal concept. So in keeping this in mind, and try to stay with me if you can, keeping this in mind, then the nature of universal consciousness is intent, inactive, in an equilibrium. So therefore, universal consciousness is an infinite, eternal, limitless, boundless state of powerful intent, pristine, pure, and beautiful. And that intent is to express its nature. And its nature is allness of will and purpose. Always completely locked in embrace, the universal will is to move out and to create. The universal purpose is to give individual form to creation and experience it. And within the ultimate universal dimension of conscious awareness intent, Universal will is a state of mutual restraint with universal purpose, both in perfect equilibrium within silence and stillness. Universal will is universal intelligence. Universal purpose is universal love universally in the equilibrium in mutual restra restraint out of which all things visible and invisible and human impulses have taken complete form. If you could receive the fullness of the universal reality into yourself, you would be completely amazed by its explosive power. And this power is such an impersonal force. Yet at the same time, it's so personal for us, even before we begin to seek to make contact with it. So to wrap this up today, I just wanted to recant that, you know, universal consciousness is your source of being. It's our source of being. It's intelligent love. It's a state of being before creation. And when you couple this with the understanding of the subconscious mind, it's truly extraordinary to think about how the very source of being is truly the inner workings of our subconscious mind. And it's just so mind-bending to really begin to 
grasp and conceptualize exactly who and what we are. I hope that today you were able to really get some good perspective for your life, to open your eyes a bit and just look at the beautiful spiritual being that you are and the extraordinary way in which you operate as an individualized piece of consciousness energy. So thank you all for joining me today. And if you stayed all the way to the end, you know, do me one more favor and send me an email at the kaleidoscope at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or any anything at all. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you could like, subscribe, or follow my podcast, that would be wonderful. I will be uploading new content on a regular basis so that we can continue to get some more perspective for our life. Um, and if no one has told you today, I love you. And if no one has noticed today, I am so proud of you. And you got this. You totally got this. So have a great day, guys. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you next time. Winning!